0: You're listening to the Eastside Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. This sermon was recently preached at our church. We want to encourage you to visit our website at eastsidesf.com. Now, enjoy today's sermon. All right. Well, good evening. Uh, If you would, take your Bible's turn to Hebrews. Uh, We're going to go to Hebrews chapter 3. And I can't do this without saying that it is strange to be here with just a few people in the auditorium. I don't know how pastor does it every time that he did it, but it is very weird. But I'm honored to be able to come and, and preach, and I know that this will be seen later by other people online. But it is it is an honor any time I get to stand up and preach um, and teach something that I think God has given, given to me. And hopefully, it, my goal always is when I do something like this, whether it's for Sunday school, for the couples class or for it's for church or wherever, is just be a help Uh, and be a help to you and hopefully be something that will challenge you to be uh, more like Christ and just to help you in your your daily walk as we go through life. So uh, Hebrews chapter three, I'm just gonna read one verse, uh, verse number 13. Uh, We'll have other places that I'll go and read as we uh, continue on, but that's where we're gonna start. So we'll just start right there with uh, verse number 13 of Hebrews chapter 3. I'll pray and then we'll get started. The Bible says, But exhort one another daily, while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. Let's pray. Father, we do thank you for this day. We thank you for uh, your church. Thank you for all the people uh, that call Eastside their home and those that have visited us here in the last few months, Lord. I pray that you'll help me to say the things that would be beneficial and helpful. Uh, help me not to say the things that uh, I would say, but Holy Spirit, uh, through work through me uh, to give to your people what uh, you would have for them to, to hear. Lord, we thank you for everything you've done for us. Uh, Lord, I pray you just be with us tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So as I was preparing for this, I just try, tried to think of exactly how or and what to preach. Um, and God impressed upon me. Um, I thought a lot about heaven. And I was reading through some of Revelations and even uh, in Thessalonians, talking about what it'll be like uh, in heaven and, and how encouraging that is to me to, to know that that is a real place someday we're all going to go. Um, and about a year or so ago, I think we did a Revelation study in the youth class. And going through all those, all the things that happen in Revelation and, and the city coming down and all the things that it's made of, it's exciting and it's fun to go through. Um, and as I thought about that, amused on that, and read and prayed, um, that encouraged my heart thinking about those things. And God kind of channeled me towards it. the word encouragement, just kept sticking in my head, encouragement. Um, and how that was an encouragement to me, and you know, reading your Bible is going to be an encouragement to, to your life. And as we've been through, the last couple months have been strange, to say the least. Um, and if you're not careful, real easy to get down, uh, real easy to feel lonely. Um, and pastor's been doing the lessons and isolations and man to to know how where you could go if you allow yourself to get there and how encouragement is really essential for us as Christians um, being encouraged by God and God 's word but also encouraging one another um, and helping each other and being being an encouragement and being an encourager um, not always looking to take and to be encouraged and want to someone to build you up but being the one that goes out and encourages others and builds them up. And encouragement, it's, it's essential for us as Christians. It has to be part of our life. If we want to grow as a church and become stronger and better Christians, we have to, encouragement has to be part of who we are. Um, it, it keeps us going. It's so vital to, and clear to the church that God doesn't just, he doesn't recommend that we encourage each other, but he, he commands it. Um, there's numerous words used for encouragement um, you'll see the word, and we'll read a couple of verses here in 1 Thessalonians. But he talks about comforting, he talks about consolation, and it comes from the same word that exhort comes from, which is I have it here, the Greek word. So here's my Greek. You ready for the Greek? Parakaleo. I'm sure it's not pronounced correctly, but it's the same word that is used in all the verses that we're going to read here. And it it just means encourage or to exhort, to build up. It's the same word used every time. So God commands us to be an encouragement. He commands us to encourage one another. So 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, and I have these verses written down. You're welcome, obviously, to turn there um, because you can pause it. So that's kind of neat. Uh, But 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse number 18, the Bible says, Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. And in that passage, it just talked about the return of Jesus. When Jesus comes back and how we can comfort each other in this life, knowing that that will happen someday. That Jesus is going to come back. And what an encouragement if you're having a bad day, if you're having a bad week, you know, if your job's won, maybe you lost your job or your hours are cut back. And that's discouraging. That's stressful. Um, but to know that all the tough times that we go through in this life are, are temporary. And although they seem very long, and it seems, you know, hopefully now we're coming into a part where some of these restrictions are lifted, and things are hopefully getting back to normal, Um, but it seems like the last couple months have been years, and it's also gone by really fast, but when you know that life is temporary, and even the last couple months is very short, and, you know, life goes by quickly, and even the tough things will be over quickly, and the return of Jesus is inevitable. It's something that will happen, and it's that after that, that's eternity. That's forever. And when you think about your life and your difficulties in context of Jesus returning and eternity with him with no, no pain, no COVID-19 or COVID-20 or any other diseases or viruses that may come and, and plagues, those won't exist in heaven. And to know that eternity will be with him, what an encouraging thought. So that's a command. He says, wherefore, comfort one another with these words. We are to comfort each other. Uh, 1 Thessalonians 5.11 says, wherefore, comfort yourselves together and edify or build up one another, even as also ye do. God, again, commands us to comfort ourselves, to comfort each other, to edify each other. So within the the church, within God's family, we're, we're to constantly be looking for ways to build each other up. Now, as humans, that's kind of opposite of how we operate. Because a lot of times we want to build ourselves up. And when we do that, we often push others down. Um, and even as Christians, we can let our sinful nature take over and, and we can behave that way. And we need to realize that God commands us to build each other up. He commands us to encourage, to exhort, to comfort one another. And that's where we want to start. That's where I just want to start tonight is that encouragement is a way of life for Christians or it should be. Now, some of us it come maybe it comes easy to encourage people. Some people maybe just don't know what to say or how to encourage others. And maybe we'll say, "Well, I'm just not that outgoing personality. You know, I don't have that alpha personality type where I'm more of an introvert, so I have a hard time going and comforting and encouraging others." And God doesn't give any exceptions for personality types though. He tells us to be an encouragement period. And so I, and we'll talk about this later, but I find when you follow God's plans and his commands, things always work out. Amen. It never doesn't. So, why do we need encouragement? Just a couple points, and then I'm going to give you some maybe practical ways that you can be an encouragement. So why? Why encouragement? Because we need it. Um, we need it. And I touched on a little bit already, but the life that we live and the world that we live in, the sin, and it weighs on us. And when we try to live a godly life... Um, and you try to do what God wants you to do, your sin nature and the sin of the world is going to weigh on you. It will drag you down. It will pull you down. And so we need encouragement. We need to be an encouragement to others. Jesus warned us in John 16, 33 that we will have tribulation in this world. He told his disciples, you will have tribulation. Things will be hard, difficult in this world. But he even encouraged his disciples there and said, be of good cheer. Because he has overcome the world. So even when he was telling his disciples, seemingly a dire, like, wow, why would you tell us things are going to be bad? Well, I'm le- Jesus says, I'm leaving. Things are going to get rough. It's going to be hard for you. It's going to be tri- You're going to go through tribulations and tough times. But don't worry. Be of good cheer because I have overcome everything. And that, again, goes back to knowing Jesus coming back and that encouragement. He encouraged his disciples. He knew they needed that encouragement just like we do. Again, the world we live in is sinful. Our natural man calls us to selfishness and even despair. If we follow that path, we can get really down. Sin steals joy. Sin in our life and sin in this world steals joy from Christians. Our bodies break down, right? I just turned 40, which I know if you're over 40, you laugh and say, you're so young. My wife is real happy because now we're both 40 because she is older than me. You can't fist bump out there and me not call you out. Uh, She's older than me. I married an older woman, married up, as some may say, and uh, so now I'm forty. And you know, I don't feel forty, but when I get up in the morning after doing something strenuous the day before, I feel forty because things are harder. They don't stretch out as quickly, a little tighter, right? And it's our bodies break down. Sin wears on us, just physically. We live in a life where sometimes your plans don't go the way you expect them to. They falter. Things fall through. Uh, your dreams, maybe you had these ambitious dreams, and sometimes dreams die. And you don't get to do what you always expected, things to go. Your resolve may weaken. You know, your resolve to read your Bible every day. Your resolve to be the Christian God wants you to be, to serve in the areas God wants you to serve in. And sin will wear that resolve down. Sin will wear your, your want to down. And if we're not careful, it will lead us into an area of really deep, dark places and and the world is that way we're promised suffering 1 Peter 4:12 says beloved think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you as though some strange thing happened unto you it's gonna you lived any amount of time tough times come you've been through you've been through trials you've gone through something in your life and you've come out the other end it's there to try your faith but don't be surprised things are going to happen uh, persecution is going to come. Second Timothy 3.12 Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Now, we live in America, and we're pretty fortunate. We're not really persecuted for our faith. But who's to say that that can't happen? It wouldn't happen. There are many Christians around the world that are literally persecuted with their lives for their faith. And the Bible says it's going to happen. These are why we need encouragement. This is why we need to encourage each other, because these are things that are part of life. Trials come. James 1, 2, and 3. My brethren, con it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. Trials will come. There's reasons they come. They make you stronger. They work work your faith. They, They increase your faith, worketh your patience. But as Christians, we need encouragement. We need encouragement from other Christians. We need encouragement, which is found all over God's word. But encouragement is something that we need. That's why encouragement. Now, what is encouragement? Number Second point, whatever. Be or two, whatever. Whatever you're counting. Uh, what is encouragement? Biblical encouragement isn't just complimenting someone's haircut. Right? Like, I, my, I got my haircut now since they released some of the stuff, and whew, I needed that haircut. It's getting a little fuzzy up there. The grays are starting to show even more. Um, but you know saying hey nice haircut that's encouraging that's a nice thing to say or to say to someone hey i mean i love your chocolate chip cookies they're just the best chocolate chip cookies when someone makes them for you that's that's a good thing to do if you want them again right those that's a good encouragement for that and that that encouragement's important for sure and we need to do encouragement for what i guess you'd call simple things but it's encouragement that's biblical is more it's more than just the surface it's 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 encouragement that talks about jesus That points you to God. That points you to His promises. That points someone to truth. That's the kind of encouragement as Christians we should strive to to give and to bring towards other people. Uh, Colossians four eight, the Bible is talking about Tychius here, and he says, "Whom I have sent unto you, for the same purpose that he might know your estate and comfort your hearts." Tychius was sent to this church and sent to these people to to see how they were doing to check on them, and then to bring comfort and encouragement to them, to encourage them in the Lord, to, to encourage them to keep doing what they were doing, to keep, to keep doing and following him, pointing people to God. And that's the kind of encouragement we want to work into our lives, is, is, is insur- assuring people of, of who God is and what his promises are and that they are true, and that they aren't just something to make you feel warm and fuzzy, but they're, they're truth. And there's, there, there's nothing that supersedes truth. And when God gives you a truth, an encouraging truth, that's what we want to point people to. And when the, maybe your life is falling apart all over, all around, your car doesn't work, you know, you're maybe not feeling well, or someone else in your family is sick and you can't do anything about it. Maybe family members are in the hospital and they're sick with something, you can't even go see them. And it feels very discouraging. But to know that Jesus is in charge... God's in control. He, he's not surprised by this pandemic. He's not surprised. And you know what? He can still do what he wants, regardless if there's a disease or a virus going around or not. That doesn't inhibit him. It doesn't prevent him from doing his plan. It doesn't change things for him. He can still do, during a virus, what he wanted to do without a virus. And when you realize that as a Christian, you realize that God's in control. It, may, it brings, at least for me, it brings encouragement to my heart. It, it makes me be able to face my day and whatever I have going on in my life a little more easily. Because I know that that is truth and he is in control and he can get us through whatever comes our way. And we see all throughout the New Testament, we see encouragement being a regular part of the early church's life, especially in Acts. Um, and I have a, a few verses that I'll read here in Acts and then I'll jump into some practical points. Uh, But we see examples of encouragement all over in the new church, and the very first church in Acts, the New Testament church. Acts 13, 15 says, And after the reading of the law and the prophets, the rulers of the synagogue sent unto them, saying, Ye men and brethren, if ye have any word of exhortation, there's that same Greek word there again, for the people, say on. And then you have people standing up and giving encouragement and talking about all that God had done for the Israelites, bringing them out of Egypt, and where they were today, and who Jesus was, encouraging each other. Uh, Acts 16, 40. And they went out of the prison and entered into the house of Lydia. And when they had seen the brethren, they comforted them. Again, the same word, comforted them and departed. So they got out of jail and went to Lydia's house, and they were encouraged. And Lydia was there, and the people in her house were, were used of God to encourage those men to continue on, to, be, to continue going towards God. Acts 14.22, confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting, again, exhorting them to continue in the faith, giving them courage and and strengthening them to continue to do what they are doing in God's faith, in the faith. Um, Romans 15.4, sorry, hopefully you're keeping up. For whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning, that we through patience and comfort, same word again, of the scriptures might have hope. So encouragement brings you know strengthening and continuing the faith. It brings hope. It brings joy. Acts fifteen thirty one, which when they had read, they rejoiced for the consolation. Same word again. So we see over and over throughout all the New Testament encouragement, consolation, uh, you know, exhortation. The church does that for each other, for the leaders, for just common lay people, for everyone that's in the church. It, Encouragement is always given, back and forth. We see that as an example. So that's where we should look at our church today in 2020, here at Eastside Baptist Church specifically, because that's where we are. How, how are we encouraging each other? Now, coming to church, hearing church, and meeting in person, you know, which it sounds like we're going to be able to do more of here in the future real soon, that's encouraging. Just sitting in, in the pew and singing along with each other and then hearing a message in person, not on my TV in my, in my house, not in my pajamas. I never was in my pajamas, pastor, ever. Um, so it, but to be in person, what an encouragement that is. And it's, just, it's, a, it's a good feeling, and it's a good, it's a good emotion, and it strengthens me for my week for sure. So encouragement has to be a large part of our life as a Christian. So how do I begin encouragement to others? So how do we do that? How do we encourage each other? Um, I have a few ways to get started or maybe to continue doing more. And you may already be doing some of these, and maybe we can do a little bit better in some areas. So, but just a few suggestions that may help and give you some ideas. But the very first thing, the very first way that we can grow in being an encouragement is ask God to make you an encourager. Pray pray to God, ask him to make you an encourager. Again, that goes back to maybe your personality type just doesn't fit with that. Um, You know what? We can teach ourselves to be different than who we are. And if God commands us to encourage others and we just have a hard time breaching into that subject or starting that conversation, God can, surprisingly, God can give you the courage and the strength to start a conversation to encourage someone. And obeying God and doing that God will help you. God sees your wanting to obey, and he will make things maybe easier for you as you start those conversations. Ask him to give you a heart that loves others. Right? That's something we're supposed to do. We're supposed to love others, and that can be difficult sometimes too because we love ourselves, and not everyone's like us. right? And everyone that's not like us, they need to get on our level, and that's how we think sometimes. But God wants us to love others, so ask him to make you an encourager, Ask him to give you a heart that loves others, and then give some creativity in how to show it. Ask God to give you ideas on how to show people encouragement. Every person is different. Someone saying something to me about my hair, right, my haircut, that's real nice, but if I said to my wife that I really like her hair, that's going to go a lot further than it will with me. right? We have to be creative and ask God to give us those ideas on how to encourage others. What, what would it be... That I could say to this person, that would be an encouragement to them. God can give you those inclinations. He can show you those things. Secondly, study Barnabas. So if you know Barnabas in the New Testament, traveled around with Paul. He actually had a nickname, or I'll call it a nickname. In Acts 4.36, he called him the son of consolation. That's what his name means. It says his name, Barnabas, being translated the son of consolation. Again, consolation is that same Greek word. That means encouragement or exhort. He was known for being an encourager. And Paul sent him places to go, and he wasn't just a spiritual cheerleader. right? He didn't rah-rah everything. He, that's not, that wasn't what he did. But he, he wanted to see the church flourish. And immediately after this verse, verse 37, it talks about how he had land. He had a bunch of land, and he sold it all and gave all the money from that land to the apostles for the church. Because he wanted to see the church grow. He wanted to see people reached, but he was known for being an encourager. You want to know how to be an encourager? Study Barnabas' life, go through the New Testament, find Barnabas, find what he did and how he lived. Be an encourager to a point where he had the nickname of being the son of consolation. What What a great reputation to have to be an encourager. Thirdly, make encouragement a daily discipline. Remember, we read back in Hebrews 3.13, it said daily. Encourage each other daily. find Make it part of your life. Make it something you do every day, right? If you drink coffee, you have coffee every day. You don't miss it. If you're a coffee drinker, you have your coffee. You don't, it just doesn't not happen. You just always do it because it's part of your life. It's a daily discipline. Hopefully, as Christians, the Bible reading is the same way. You don't just, don't read your Bible today, just like you didn't have your cup of coffee. It's a daily discipline. You, you go to work. On the days you're supposed to be there. At the time you're supposed to be there. Because it's a discipline. Make encouragement a discipline in your life. And this isn't just for adults. Right? Teenagers. This applies to you. You have sisters. You have brothers. You have parents. You can encourage others. It's not just for the adults. Don't wait to be 40 before you start living the way God wants you to live and following his commandments. Encourage your siblings, encourage your teachers, encourage your friends. You can be known as an encourager, even as a teenager. Even as, you know, a 6th, 5th, 6th, 7th grader. You can be known as an encourager if you obey God. So don't wait till you're old. Make it a daily discipline. Next, pray and ask God who you can encourage. Ask Him to, to lay someone on your heart. There's, there's always somebody that can use encouragement. Always. You know, and, and when you see people, and we all come to church together, and we all look, we dress up, we look nice. We, I've used this illustration, or this, I don't know, not illustration, but you know, you come in to the parking lot, and, in, and, and you get out of your car, and you walk into the building, and all the kids are just lined up perfectly. Mom and dad are smiling, we're holding hands, we basically practically waltz through the front door from our perfect life. Little does anybody know, 10 minutes before we got out of the car, shoes are in the air from the kids. There's peanut butter sandwich on someone's face. Mom is yelling at someone in the back, and the, one of the siblings said, quit touching me, quit touching me, quit touching And we're fighting, but as soon as we walk out, everyone's in a good mood. Everyone's perfect. The point to that is, is we may all look great, but somebody's having a tough time. Be nice to everyone. Encourage everyone because there's always somebody going through a difficult time. So ask God who you can encourage. Before you come to church, when we come this next Sunday coming up, before you get here, pray and ask God, who can I encourage today? And then come expecting to do that. Come expecting to find somebody to give some kind of word of encouragement, some kind of help to that morning. If we all did that, imagine if every member of Eastside Baptist Church prayed that prayer before we walked in this door and we were looking to who we can encourage that day. How much our spirits would be uplifted. How much we would be helped. How much we would help each other. And when you encourage others, that helps you too. Because that helps you focus on other people. If you're looking to who do I can encourage out there, you you have less time to focus on how bad things are for me or how This or that is not the way I want it. So look for people to encourage. Ask God who you can encourage. Use scripture if you're able. Nothing encourages more than God's own word. If you want to encourage someone, find scripture. And that means you're going to have to be in scripture. That means you're going to have to know what scriptures pertain to what areas of life. So be in your Bible. Read God's word. Get it in your heart so you can give it to others. So you can encourage others with it. Next, be specific about what you say, right? The more specific you can be in encouragement, the more help you can be to that person. Whether it's about something they did for you, somehow they helped you, or something very specific in God's word that you can give them, that gives them a specific help, a specific encouragement. Be specific in how you encourage people. Uh, next, I could say this because I'm not the pastor, but we need to regularly encourage our pastors. And again that ties right into being specific. I can tell you in the few in the few times that I preach or when I give a Sunday school lesson and someone comes up and says, "Man, that was great. That really helped me. I really appreciate that." That goes a long way for me. It does because you you spend many many much time studying and preparing and and trying to think of how to help others, not to just get up and perform, right? But to bring truth Everlasting truth and bring it to someone and and if you can be a small part of taking god 's word and ha- helping that get to someone and have it change their life or em their life or strengthen them that's an encouragement to the speaker to know that they had a part in that so encourage pastor and I know I know we do that I know a lot of us do that already but i don't think we could you can't really overdo it if you start talking about his haircut and tell him you know, the cowboys are great and just give him those kinds of encouragements, he may get suspicious. But be realistic and be spiritual and encourage him. He needs the encouragement, just like we all do. A couple more and I'll be finished here. Ask God to create a culture of encouragement here at Eastside. And that goes with what I said. If you pray and looking for someone to encourage before you walk into these doors, if that's just how we are, if that's just how we are as a church, if we are known as a church of, yes, we want to be friendly we want to be welcoming but if we're encouraging and pointing people to Jesus if we are known to be a church that does that what a great reputation that is to be an encouraging church not one that that puts people down or that wants to bolster ourselves up to a position or a place over someone else but that says where can i how can i build you up visitors how can i encourage them if we have visitors here how can we encourage them in Christ how can Find out if they're saved and then bring them to, to know Jesus as their savior and then encourage them in their life. Because if they don't have a church or they don't know Jesus as their savior, they could get haircut encouragements and chocolate chip cookie encouragements, but they don't have the encouragement that Jesus brings. And they're missing on that. And so if we can be a church if our culture of this church is just an encouragement and we're always looking to be an encourager. And don't be discouraged if it's not returned. Right? That's not why we do it. We don't do it so that someone else can do it to us. And it feels good when someone encourages us, but that's not why you encourage. Even if no one else encouraged you back, we should always be looking to encourage others. And if, again, if you obey God's commands, he, oh, it always pays off. Following what God commands you to do and obeying what he says to do always pays off. So maybe you won't get an encouragement right back. You can't just stand there and say, okay, now your turn. That may not happen, but if you continue to obey God it will pay off. You will return you will get return on your investment. God promises that all the time. And then lastly as i finish up here and this is probably the most practical one, just start. Get started today, right now, this this evening. Before you go to bed tonight, who can you send a text to to encourage them? Don't wait till Sunday. Definitely do it on Sunday like we talked about, pray before you come in, but don't wait till then. Start right now. Who can you text tonight with an encouraging word? Well, that seems too obvious. You just got, all oh, we all watched this, and now we're all going to send each other texts. Sure, why not? Can we not do that? Can we not be obvious in our encouragement? Encourage somebody. Who can you text today, right now? Will you allow God to use you in someone else's life? That's really what it comes down to. Will you allow God to use you in someone else's life, or will you come up with an excuse or a reason why you can't? God wants to use you. Many, many ways. This is just a small sliver of things that God wants to do with you. But God wants to use you to encourage someone. Who Will you allow him to do it? Will you allow him to let you do that? You will fulfill a command of God and uplift a heart of someone else. You, that's win-win to me. You help someone else and you obey God. So start right now, tonight, and make it a daily habit encouragement is something we all need, and encouragement is something we all need to give to others. We want our church to be an encouraging church. We want to build each other up. And as we come back to some normalcy, hopefully, and we get to see each other in person more often, make that part of your life. Make that just a part of your personality and who we are. And I think if we as a church follow God's commands and obey him in this area, he will bless us. He will bless us. So I'll pray, and then we'll have a moment of invitation. We want to encourage you to visit our website at eastsidesf.com.